0: welcome
1: how exciting and fun to be in a month that's not scary
0: i mean truly every month in 2020 is scary
1: to be honest this might be the scariest month yes just because it's november 3rd yes um when this is the day before this comes out so we're all going to be reeling Uh after the election and not figuring out what's happening until probably a couple weeks later so.
0: Yes, this is, again, why I don't condone this, uh-huh. but if it's me, it's fine. I'm just going to honestly just take a cup of Benadryl mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. and then wake up, you know, next week and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be great. But yeah. you are wearing your cute little I voted sticker, so I'm proud of you. Oh, oh. very nice. Honestly, today was great, though. Like, yeah. it, my car said it was 70 degrees.
1: It was surprisingly nice. Weirdly nice. So good.
0: Like, fam, it's November 3rd. Mm -hmm. i understand global warming but like
1: this is a lot i'll take it
0: i don't care because your girl was so happy today
1: great yeah i mean you should care that's pretty important but uh, oh no it's sure no it's it's fine it's fine we can just uh breeze past that one
0: exactly but um we really hope that you had a great spooky month again this is hannah and justin just in case you forgot who yep um but the thing is, is that when you listen to our podcast, it's always spooky month because <laughs> oh. Justin and I always like to talk about sad, scary, creepy things. Sure do. So we hope that you raved it up safely on Halloween. You summoned some demons. Mm-hmm. You made some blood packs. Again, Great. safely. Yeah. Social you distance. don't want to spread COVID. No, no, no. But... You made some social distancing uh, blood packs. Right. And you ate a lot of candy. What, whatever you, whatever you do, boo. <laughs> um, but now, welcome to the uh the countdown till next Halloween. Yeah. Yes. Pretty good. Yes, exactly. So we're gonna go ahead and just keep on ch- chugging along, churning that
1: butter. Whoa. Churning the spooky butter. Nice.
0: Ah, uh, what flavor would spooky butter be?
1: Um probably black licorice unfortunately oh
0: dang it you yeah. are so right yeah. and therefore that makes so much sense i hate black licorice i
1: love it so that is exactly the grandmothers correct. out there <laughs> this podcast is for you all right <laughs> all right that's the spooky butter train Great. coming on now. uh-huh what?
0: Just a choo choo choo. This is
1: becoming incredibly painful. I feel that we should just move it.
0: Just in the last twenty nine episodes into... have been incredibly painful.
1: Yeah, I yeah.
0: But it's fine. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Hello again. It is I, Hannah.
1: And only Hannah. And only Hannah. I'm not here. It's just me. That's goodbye.
0: Oh, goodbye.
1: What do we have today? On the docket,
0: dude. Today, I've got a short little story for you. Love it, and I say that every time, but I'm gonna actually try and keep and it, it ends short this up time. Being
1: forty-five minutes long, yes, one hundred
0: percent. But I'm gonna do my best. We're gonna read. It might be a little hard for me because I am going to be reading you a little, a little snippet of a story that was written in 1820. Oh, great! Which is again a year that is 200 years ago,
1: and is really Fine. hard for me to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, something else happened about two hundred years ago. Um, Frankenstein was written. Are you serious? Two uh, eighteen eighteen, I think. What,
0: dude? That's awesome. Uh, Justin was eighteen
1: eighteen. Yeah. Whoa. Close.
0: Yeah, Mary Shelley. What? What a fam. Gosh,
1: sorry for that one.
0: No, dude. I mean, I was gonna say it's sort of similar. It's sort of similar to what I'm talking about a bit. Okay,
1: a bit. But where where are we in this tale?
0: All right, hello everyone. Is this gonna
1: be like ye old American?
0: Yes, we are.
1: Oh, great. (laughs) Fine. What? (laughs) What?
0: What? Okay, so here's the thing. So last week, Mm -hmm. Justin, that is you, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Justin, you made me wait. Who? yep you made me watch some scary movies uh-huh what did we all watch last week we watched apostle fantastic really good actually, absolutely yeah. amazing so good yeah um we watched uh, great pumpkin charlie brown after we had a fight that was really good fine yep i was just cranky
1: halloween 2
0: halloween 2 oh that was excellent
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then i think we watched sleepy hollow was yeah, that it?
1: I think that was it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, here's the thing, everybody. Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. featuring Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. amongst pretty much the entire cast of Harry Potter. Right. Um, all of that, anyway. Uh, In My Childhood was a great movie.
1: Mm-hmm. It... Mind you, it was rated R. Yes. When you were a child. Yes. Yeah. It,
0: Tim Burton film, really... I thought it was great when I was growing up because it was probably one of the first scary movies that I accidentally, well, who are we kidding, that my dad made me watch Mm -hmm. and I thought it was so scary. This is also the same time. Like I'm watching The Shining. I'm watching Jaws. I'm like four, you know, but you ever just have movies that when you're a kid, you're like, yes, this is amazing. This is so good.
1: Rainbow Fish.
0: Unfortunately, yes.
1: What do you mean? Unfortunately, Shark
0: Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Rainbow Fish is an icon.
0: But I was saying it's not good anymore. What? No. So that's what I'm saying. How dare oh you? Oh my god, you're fine. Rainbow
1: Fish is a legend, and it still holds up.
0: <sighs> it's fine. I can just should I just read Rainbow Fish the book instead? Just be like, hi everybody, welcome to Justin and Hannah's just quiet corner over here. We're just gonna read a little, a little ditty about. Inclusivity. Rainbow Fish, honestly, was one of the best books. I don't remember the movie, though. I don't remember it being made into... No, I do. Justin, we should watch Rainbow Fish. Okay. But what is an example of a movie that you loved as a kid? Sharkboy
1: and, and Love Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically, all of the Spy Kids.
1: Yeah, actually. None mm-hmm. of those are really that good.
0: Yeah. There was one time that I made... Uh... <laughs> I'm so bad for this years later. I made Naomi watch this VHS that I had Mm -hmm. about these three witches Mm -hmm. and this, these witches turned one of their sisters into a pumpkin. And I thought it was such a funny movie when I was a kid. Like I remember my grandma Collie got it for me Mm -hmm. and then I went over to Naomi's house and we're laying in her, um, her parents' office, which is like their little balcony three seasons right. room thing yeah. it doesn't matter right. to my story whatsoever uh-huh. yeah anyway we watch this vhs and she turns to me afterwards and says something along the lines of i hate you please never speak to me again and i'm like yes i absolutely understand i am so sorry for the last 25 minutes i just put you through yeah like the entire time i just wanted to punch my younger self in the mm-hmm. face and be like hannah you were so naive
1: that's kind of how i felt about land of the lost as well really yeah well i tried showing that to somebody and they're like wow this is really bad. And I but, was like, I think it's funny still. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's not great.
0: We watched Land of the Lost together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it.
1: That part with Share, like <laughs> that was so freaking funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. See, so there you go. Relive the classics, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Unless it's
0: Sleepy Hollow by Tim Burton. Because here's the thing. It just there was really no plot
1: it's not interesting
0: and i love me some christina ritchie but she just bleached eyebrows and she just falls in love with a guy because she accidentally kissed him on the cheek once at a party and it's just like what what is this story about you know
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so Anyway, I thank you for sitting through the last five minutes of me trying to explain this. Uh-huh. And Justin, thank you for sitting through a movie that was scary as a child
1: mm-hmm.
0: and underwhelming as an adult.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the weaker movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but understand, let me say not that. terrible. Sure.
0: I mean, if but you want Christopher Walken with um, like pointy teeth. I
1: didn't because that Mm -hmm. made me lose some respect for him as a human oh good to be honest great but But i would love to rekindle this story yes in a brighter spookier light
0: well justin congratulations because that's the whole point of it all that's what i've been trying to say
1: yeah and it took us about seven minutes to get there yeah we got in a fight
0: about rainbow fish and talk about Sharkborn, lava girl okay anyway so yes today hi everybody yep um I am going to be telling you a little bit about the actual Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Great. So, it's origin story, kind of um, what inspired Washington Irving, um, and then I'm going to read just a little snippety bit from the actual story Great. to conclude it all. So, I'm going to go ahead and just say that I got a lovely story from thehistorychannel.com. I don't know. It's just history.com, but it's like the history, yeah. Ch- you know. Um, And this was an article that was written by Leslie Kennedy. And it just said, what inspired The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Love it. So, um, Washington Irving wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is a 33-page PDF, Mm. if you are interested in reading it. Great. It is considered uh, one of the most popular short horror-esque fiction Uh, of the 19th century and just of modern works Mm -hmm. Um, definitely along the same lines of Frankenstein Mm -hmm. and so many um... Dracula
1: came out around well vampire yes came out around then
0: exactly but it's just so cool to look back at the classics and just see that now 200 years later those are still things that are talked about and I mean really the fact that we watched a movie inspired by a 200-year-old story mm-hmm. is pretty cool.
1: The fact that Disney has yes, done the... a 200-year-old movie. Exactly. Yeah. So good. yeah Have
0: you actually seen the Disney one?
1: A long time ago.
0: Yeah. Okay. Same. That one, um, probably less bloody, but maybe we should give it a chance. Maybe it is bloody. Who M- knows? Maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, fun fact, though. Irving did not invent the idea of a headless horseman. Mm. So, tales of headless horsemen can actually be traced back to the Middle Ages, including various stories from the Brothers Grimm, who I would
1: Fair absolutely
0: yeah. love to cover. They're great. Yeah. I also can only um, picture the Brothers Grimm as. Um, oh, my God. Is it it's Supernatural. Heath Led- Oh, okay. Um, oh. The, uh, is not... it Heath Ledger and Brothers Grim. Oh my God, who played them? Oh my God, no. Okay, no, 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 no. It's uh Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. Yep. Oh yeah. And then Lena, Lena Headey. Yeah. Is oh my God. Have you seen this movie? No. Okay, Justin, this movie is terrifying. Okay, so anyway, the Brothers Grimm, and the Dutch and Irish legend of the Doolahan or Gone. Oh yeah. uh Gone Scene. Yep. A Grim Reamer. A grim reaper-like rider who carries his own head.
1: I remember Kit and Rory talking about the dulahan
0: Nice. That might be a fun one to cover too. Yeah. So Elizabeth Bradley, who is a historian at the Historic Hudson Valley, says a likely source for Irving's Horseman can be found in Sir Walter Scott's 19 and, sorry 1796 The Chase, which is a translation of the German ho- poem The Wild Huntsman by Gottfried Birge mm-hmm. and likely based on Norse mythology.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. So this is a quote from her saying Irving had just met and become friends with Sir Walter Scott in 1817. So it's very likely that he was influenced by his new mentor's work. The poem is about a wicked hunter who is doomed to be hunted forever by the devil himself and the dogs of hell as a punishment for his crimes. According to the New York Historical Society, others believe that Irving was inspired by an actual Hessian soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball oh. during the Battle of White Plains on Halloween in
1: 1776?
0: Wow! Yeah. Cool. So Irving's story takes place in the New York village of Sleepy Hollow. I did not know it was New York. I thought it—I I knew it was East Coast, but mm-hmm. I just New York is so big. Um,
1: Great.
0: <laughs> in it, lanky newcomer and schoolmaster Ichabod Crane Same. courts Katrina von Tassel a young Harris. Harris 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 a young Harris young Hannah, who is also being pursued by Dutchman Brom Bones after being rebuffed by Katrina at a party Fine. at the Van Hussel farm where ghost stories are shared mm-hmm. Ichabod is chased by a headless horsemen uh, who hurls a pumpkin at the man throwing Ichabod from his horse yeah then uh, all of a sudden the schoolmaster vanishes mm. Irving may have drawn inspiration for his story while a teenager in Terry, Terry Terrytown.
1: Excuse me. Yep,
0: he moved to the area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak. Dude, do you remember that the yellow fever? Oh, um, that happened in New York City. Yeah. Do you? I read this book when I was in elementary school called like 1794 or something like that. Or no, it was called Yellow. Oh. And it's all about the yellow fever. And I was like, can I please not?
1: fine like i know
0: 2020 sucks but like i'm so happy it wasn't alive in the 1700s you know yeah what okay um so uh this is a quote uh from the lovely bradley who i talked about before uh quote he said he would have been introduced to local ghost stories and lore at a very impressionable age of 17 um, he cleverly weaves together factual locations locations such as the old Dutch church, which fun fact is the old Dutch church on the old Dutch potato chip. Uh-huh, you know? Yeah. in uh, churchyard.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: Um, some actual family names, which he found at local cemeteries, including Van Tassel and Ichabod Crane, um were taken from the area. And then a little bit of revolutionary war history mixed with pure imagination and fantasy. So, according to bradley it's a melting pot of a story thus totally american
1: nice Uh,
0: franz potter who is a professional at national university who specializes in gothic studies says the the headless horseman as a supernatural entity represents a past that never dies but always haunts the living Mm. the headless horseman quotes supposedly seeks revenge and a head which he thinks was unfairly taken from him. Mm -hmm. This injustice demands that he continually search for a substitute. The horseman, like the past, still seeks answers, still seeks retribution, but can't rest. We are haunted by the past, which stalks us so that we must never forget it. Really fun. Woof. Yes. As her folklore, (laughs) uh, mixing with history when it comes to the character of Ichabod Crane, Uh, The New York Times reports an actual Colonel Ichabod B. Crane, who um, enlisted in the Marines in 1809, serving 45 years. He was buried in the area, but it is not specifically cited or sourced that that was the Ichabod. Yes. However, I don't know if Ichabod was the, like, you know, Marie or uh, I'm trying to think of a classic white boy name.
1: Marie is the first one you come up with
0: Topher I don't know I'm just thinking of Trevor Wallace and I'm having a hard time
1: oh uh, like you're thinking of boy names the first one you come up with is Marie
0: (laughs) I was just trying to think of like very common names for any any Kyle 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 Hannah honestly hey what am I talking about there was five freaking Hannah's in my graduation class Hannah Ichabod I don't know if Ichabod was like the Hannah of today you know i doubt it yeah so that's what i'm saying like i think Ichabod it's always been john
1: great Ica- or michael yes yeah this is true fine
0: yeah i ha- oh i have to tell you about something later i had a really cute halloween costume idea because i talked about um pansexuals today there's context, I promise everybody. I'm I'm uh-huh. a wellness educator. Yeah. I teach about gender and sexuality sometimes. Anyway, I was like, how cute would it be if an individual who identifies as pansexual dressed up as Peter Pan? <laughs> Do you get it? And they like use the flag for the I think it's cute.
1: <laughs> I mean, fine.
0: I think it's very cute.
1: Um, unprecedentedly unrelated.
0: What was I talking about? Oh, because you said John and yeah. Michael, and I was like, oh, those are the boys' names in Peter Pan. Anyway, Hannah, you're trying to keep this below thirty minutes. Okay, so, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so considered as America's first ghost story, uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow has endured because it accommodates the changing American imagination. Again, if you think about it, kind of like Sherlock Holmes, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow tweaked could be portrayed in modern day and still have some sort of tie back to its original era that it was written in. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So, like, You have Sherlock Holmes, which is based in a very specific time period in London. Yeah, And you take that compared to the the show, Sherlock. Yeah, Both of them work, but they're both Sherlock Holmes.
1: So it's like Sleepy Hollow and Sleepy Hollow.
0: Exactly. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that.
1: There's a show that was on Fox a few years back. Really good.
0: I thought I was making such a good point. In my fairness. You were. I have never seen Sleepy Hollow.
1: You were making a good point. It's just someone made it first.
0: <laughs> Dang it! That's, okay, that's fine. All right. Just to save everybody else from just agony, I'm gonna end with this quote, and then I'm gonna read a little bit of the story. Okay. So, according to Bradley, it inspire the story inspires people because it reminds them that they are still s- that there are still some American mysteries, some half truths that may never fully be known, and that's the whole point. The legend lends itself to interpretation and continues to fascinate and terrify us in the best possible way. Um, What I really want to show you real quick is this is probably one of my favorite paintings, honestly, ever. This is one of the more popular paintings that depict the story. Yes. Now, I need to zoom in on Ichabod's face. I've totally
1: seen this. Just
0: let Justin... I want this tattooed on my body.
1: That is horrific. And he looks so scared. He might just poop his pants. Honestly. If he hasn't already. Honestly. On the horse.
0: And the horse's eyes also that big.
1: So they're both pooping their pants.
0: 100%. It kind of looks like the horse is having blood poops because there's a bloody tree right behind where the horse is going. But let's just ignore that. That is unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but it's fine. So I'm going to read just very quickly just some little snippets. Mm-hmm. um from the actual 33 page pdf which is how he read it
1: That's yes, that is how he read it did he do it was it originally written in pdf as yes well? it was originally in PDF it really, format yes
0: it was originally written in pdf format um on his microsoft word um 2007 version. you have to
1: convert that
0: yes mm-hmm.
1: to save it as a pdf yes but
0: Washington Irving didn't mess around. Right. No, exactly. Well, um, I hate myself, so I'm going to go ahead and just get through this and stop talking. Great. So I'm going to do my best. Um, you know that words are hard for me, everybody. So here we go. This is just, I'm going to be describing Sleepy Hollow, doing a little bit of description of Yeah Ichabod, and then I'll be done. Great. From the listless repose of that place and the peculiar, peculiar character of its inhabitants, who are descendants from the original Dutch settlers, This sequestered glen has long been known by the name of Sleepy Hollow and its rustic lads are called the Sleepy Hollow Boys throughout all the neighboring country. A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land and to pervade the very atmosphere. Some say that the place was bewitched by a high German doctor during the early days of the settlement. Others, that an old Indian chief, the prophet or wizard of his tribe, held his powwows there before the country was discovered by Master Hendrick Hudson. Certain it is, this place still continues under the sway of some witching power that holds a spell over the minds of the good people, causing them to walk in continual reverie. They are, they are given to all kinds of marvelous beliefs, are subject to trances and visions, and frequently see strange, mysterious sights, hear music and voices in the air. The whole neighborhood abounds with local tales, haunted spots, and twilight superstitions. Stars shoot and meteors glare oftener across the valley than in any other part of the country, and the nightmare, with her whole ninefold, seems to make it the favorite scene of her gambles. The dominant spirit, however, that haunts this enchanted region and seems to be the commander-in-chief of all of the powers in the air is the apparition of a figure on a horseback without a head. It is said by some to be the ghost of a Hessian trooper whose head had been carried away by a cannonball in some nameless battle during the Revolutionary War, and who was ever and anon seen by country folk hurrying along in the gloom of night as if on wings of the wind. His haunts are not confined to the valley, but extend at times to the adjacent roads and especially to the vicinity of a church at no great distance." Indeed, certain of the most authentic historians of those parts who have been careful in collecting and, and collating the floats fact concerning the specter, alleged the body of the trooper having been buried in the churchyard, the legend of the... Um, oh, no, that is... <laughs> I have the, the hyperlink there. Excuse me. I, mean, I have the legend of the sleepy hollow by Washington Irving, three created for lit to go. Great. Ah, okay. Buried in the churchyard. um, Forth to the scene of a battle and nightly quest of his head and at the rushing speed with which he sometimes passes along the hollow. It is remarkable that the visionary uh, I have mentioned is not confined to the native inhabitants of the valley, but is unconsciously um, invited by everyone who resides there for a time. However wide awake they may be, they have been; they may have been before they entered the sleepy region, they are sure in a little time to inhale the witching influence of the air and begin to grow imaginative to dream dreams and see apparitions. In this place of nature, there abode in a remote period of American history, that is to say some 30 years since, a worthy white of the name of Ichabod Crane, who sojourned, or as he expressed it, tarried in sleepy hollow for the purpose of instructing the children of the area he was a native of Connecticut a state which supplies the UN with pioneers for the mind as well as for the forest he was tall but exceedingly lank, with narrow shoulders long arms and legs hands that dangled a mile out of his sleeves feet that might have served for shovels and his whole frame mostly most loosely hung together his head was so small and flat at top with huge ears large green glassy eyes and a long snipe nose so that it looked like a weathered cock perched upon his spindle neck to tell which way the wind blew. To see him striding along the profile of a hill on a windy day with his clothes bagging and flooding around him, one might have mistaken him for a genius of famine descending upon the earth or some scarecrow who eloped from a cornfield.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So rude. (laughs) Truly. At least it's probably not a real person. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, um, that's me done. Uh, kind of, again, a normal disaster, but if you are interested in reading the entire 33 page PDF, <laughs> it is, it's really, it's a good read. Yeah. Um, it's available for free in a ton of places. If you want to buy it, you can obviously do that too. But, mm-hmm. um, for the sake of everyone, I'm not going to read the entire thing. Great. Um, but I do think it's a really cool just tale. Um, yeah. I think the legend of Sleepy Hollow is honestly just one of those infamous things that
1: mm-hmm.
0: everybody knows but
1: yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I've never read the entire actual story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to do that someday. So nice. That is the legend.
1: Amazing. Wow. so after that story sorry really you're fine so okay great so yes i did an episode a while back and i received positive feedback and negative feedback on this episode um But I'm only going to listen to the positive feedback (laughs) because this is fun. (laughs) And uh, if you don't want to listen, stop listening here.
0: Wow. Justin Voss, everyone.
1: I am doing 10 more Creepiest Pokedex entries. Oh. So this is part two.
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) Bye, Lisa. We love you. It's fine. (laughs) She's
1: not listening anyway. So, I got all my information obviously from the Pokemon Company and Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Let's just jump into it. Great. All right. You are allowed to open up the iPad and look at the first picture. Oh, hi there. So, Gengar is no doubt a familiar face to longtime Pokemon fans. With the ghost-type Pokemon's huge, monstrous visage being one of the first you see in the title screen in red and blue. But what you might not realize is that Gengar actually used to be a human being. What? In the Pokedex entry for Pokemon Moon, it says, quote, It apparently wishes for a traveling companion. Since it was once human itself, it tries to create one by taking the lives of other humans. (laughs) Unquote.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I understand that the Pokemon company wanted to make interesting Pokedex entries. Like, right. for yeah, any yeah. type of animal, mm-hmm. there there should be a description. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have to make them weird, you know? They didn't have to make them creepy. Yeah. And they did.
1: I suppose, though, he was, like, one of the first ones. And at, by this point, you can't just keep reusing the same the same descriptions, you know? This is seven <sighs> generations in now
0: i guess but still just be like he's purple it's cute bye
1: great (laughs) and like it's kind of sweet at first to think about like all he wants is uh all he wants is company yeah but uh it's pretty ethically horrifying a bit uh because it used to be a human and it then it tries to take the lives of other humans Uh uh-huh and then now once you catch it, you're also just keeping it in bondage inside a tiny plastic ball for most of the day uh-huh. and then forcing it to compete in animal training and fighting.
0: I don't see any issues with this. Right. At fine. All. Good.
1: Mm-hmm. Moving oh gosh, on. Excuse me. Great. Next up, Pokemon Gold and Silver ushered in a second generation of Pokemon with 100 new critters and a new region to explore. And a few of these Pokemon will keep you up at night. Uh, They're very unsettling. (laughs) Houndoom. Oh, he's so cute. The evolved form of the dark fire type Houndor. Sounds like it'd be a terrifying Pokemon to keep around because its elemental powers are going to hurt you for eternity. Oh. Pokemon Gold says, if you are burned by the flames it shoots from its mouth, the pain will never go away
0: oh my gosh (laughs) okay
1: yeah so that i mean joy fine maybe good for camping uh sure Mm -hmm. because it would also protect you from predators
0: yes and
1: keep the fire burning Uh uh-huh for eternity
0: yes an internal damnation Uh uh-huh yes yep interesting
1: yeah oh good <laughs> yeah so that that's all i got uh-huh Yeah. uh-huh
0: what i i'm gonna do a quick tangent and i'm i'm sorry mm-hmm. for this
1: mm-hmm.
0: i would really like to play uh, we're both not really big drinkers but i mm-hmm. would be willing to dabble for this we should play a drinking game with our moms uh-huh. show them a pokemon yeah and then just make them drink mm-hmm. every time they get one wrong
1: we could do that Two ways, and mm-hmm. that they could come up with something oh. that we wouldn't know oh. and show it to us. And we'd be like, Yeah, that's um, Jeremiah and the Riveters. And you're like, uh, No, great. And then we drink. Yes. So I like that.
0: I like that very um, much.
1: TM, that's our thing. Don't take it from us. No. Jeremiah and the Riveters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's my new ska punk band. Oh number three so mm-hmm. if you thought 251 pokemon was enough generation Three's ruby and sapphire spoiled you with even more pokemon to stuff into your pokeballs <laughs> some of them suffer a truly tragic plight spoink oh. a gray pig pokemon with a pink jewel in its head Looks like quite an ordinary Pokemon, one you'd happily have for company on your adventure. But it's Pokedex entry from Ruby tells a different story. Spoink bounces on its tail. The shock of its bouncing makes its heart pump. As a result, this Pokemon cannot afford to stop bouncing. If it stops, its heart will stop.
0: (gasps) Oh my gosh! (laughs) But what about when it evolves? Because Grumpig stands on its feet
1: Grumpig is fine
0: okay okay so evolve or die
1: basically and with that if you extend that logic it stands to reason that making a spoink faint in battle <gasps> is effectively murdering it no so
0: oh that's so sad
1: yeah nurse joy better have a cure for death
0: uh-huh but... come on you heartless lady
1: and she always asks you or like We hope to see you again. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do Do you you work at Quick Trip? Do you like hurting my Pokemon? Yes. Unbelievable.
0: Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so that's intense.
0: That's a little bit.
1: Spunk will just die if... uh, Maybe you need to, like, use an electric attack or something. Yeah, there you go. I like that.
0: He's pretty cute, though.
1: Yeah, he's super cute. Yeah. Now we're moving all the way to Sun and Moon whoa for number four a big jump it gave us the hawaiian inspired world of alola to explore uh,
0: so which packed right in
1: now. plenty of new pokemon and unique alolan forms for older ones and of course a few new creepy ones one of the more infamous new pokemon is mimic you oh. a ghost type that mimics the appearance of pikachu in a bid to make friends but it's the Pokédex entry that really breaks our hearts and or makes us very uncomfortable. Yeah. Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same dude, nice.
1: Crazy. It is very friendly and like it's actually a very nice Pokémon. Just don't look under the rag. Yeah. Cuz you'll die. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It's fine. Yeah. No questions. No. 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 It's super cute though. I love it. Oh, he's I love
0: so cute, and it's just so sad. Like he just wants friends, so he dresses up like, like Pokemon mask. The famous Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Pikachu. Everybody, that's
1: like a janky egg. Pikachu. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Oh, he's so cute.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Number five, sticking around in Sun and Moon. For some reason, it seems to have the most depressing Pokedex entries to date, oh. because we got the Gengar one as well from Moon. Um, Komala is no exception. Oh, I love Komala. Sun tells us it is born asleep and it dies asleep. All its movements are apparently no more than the result of it tossing and turning in its dreams.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: What a goal
0: truly
1: honestly like i mean it's really sad yes because according to pokemon lore no one has ever seen a komala awake so 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 it's dead the entire time no oh
0: what?
1: it's still alive it just is never awake so it's kind of sad
0: yeah
1: also makes you wonder if you should be battling with it because like if it's always asleep it can't know what's going on
0: (sighs) yeah maybe not
1: Cute, though. But maybe Komala's never-ending dream is a better place than the world of Pokemon and its many reanimated humans being enslaved and forced to fight for the entertainment of those lucky enough to still be alive and awake.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
1: cute. It's just a koala holding a little bongo.
0: It's so adorable. and got little, like, cheeks that look like clouds.
1: Yeah, but it's oh. never awake.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's fun. Great. Great.
1: Number six. Duskull. Dude. One thing for Duskull, you at least know what you're getting into with a skull faced, like, cloak. Uh huh. Um, but if the spring pig was that much of a downer, mm-hmm. you can imagine how this one goes. Uh, Duskull can pass through any wall No matter how thick it may be Once this Pokemon chooses a target It will doggedly pursue the intended victim Until the break of dawn If it finds bad children who won't listen to their parents It will spirit them away Or so it's said It loves the crying of children (laughs) What? (laughs) Dude! It loves the crying of children And can walk through walls to spirit them away To parts unknown um uh-huh
0: lock your doors Uh uh-huh. no because i can oh my
1: god mm-hmm.
0: yep yep
1: and then if you give it um if you give it an item that uh-huh. lets it evolve it's called the reaper cloth
0: oh good, good yep
1: it turns into a cyclopean horror that hears radio signals from beyond the grave instructing it to abduct people and take them to the afterlife sorry uh that's uh dust uh. it's fine
0: is Dust Noir also awful? Yeah. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. It's, it's kinda cute though. It's like, really
0: cute. I love his cause you can't really tell if he has one big red eye or it's, if it's it if, is just one. It's just one. Yeah. Oh, I like that.
1: And then he's got like little bones on his on the back of his cloak. Like oh. he thinks he's so bad. Oh. I, it's terrible that he just loves the tears of children. But like kind of same who doesn't yeah yeah i do like like it is funny to watch a kid like fall down on the playground or something and they just start screaming you're like i did that once like i can't feel bad for you you know i'm really just digging here so i'm gonna move on to number seven we're almost done if you hate this
0: well you know what here's the thing Justin and I are 25-year-old individuals.
1: Mm. Wait, and growing...
0: I'm growing. Making... I
1: told you I'm 42.
0: Nice, dude. Makes it even better. Um, anyway, my thing is, is just expand your horizons. Listen to things that are different. Have fun. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Number so. seven? Yeah, number seven. Good. good. Um, Shedinja
0: i am i'm a little triggered by this one not gonna lie because the entire month of october this was the pokemon that i was supposed to catch for pokemon go we're not talking
1: about pokemon go that's a dumpster fire we don't talk about that game on here this is real pokemon Mm. so Shedinja, on the other hand is a great example of how something can be weird creepy creative and actually kind of cool Um, it doesn't so much evolve as it springs into being when a cicada that is also a ninja because why not Fine. sheds its carapace and evolves into its next form which is a ninja bee like a wasp fine Um, if you've got an empty slot in your party and a spare pokeball the hollowed out carapace becomes reanimated complete with a halo As the ghost of something that's actually still alive. Isn't that wild? That is super cool. Of course, this being Pokemon, that's not quite the end of it. Um, Quote, Shedinja's hard body doesn't move, not even a twitch. In fact, its body appears to be merely a hollow shell. It is believed that this Pokemon will steal the spirit of anyone peering into its hollow body from its back. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> like you
0: didn't have to add the last sentence. Right. You yeah, did.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, the soulless void inside an animated fragment of the past is hungry for a soul. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, do not look at it from the back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're ever going to battle with it.
0: Stand next to its side.
1: I, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. In the games, it's always pictured from the back. So, like, you, you're going to have a hard he, You're going to have a bad time.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: I mean, kind of cool, though. Yeah, the hail is cute. I mean, it's not quite as terrible. It, it just, like, sucks your soul in. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. At least it doesn't love the crying of children. Exactly. Like me. You know?
0: So, number eight, then? Huh?
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> eight. Quote. Zatu stands rooted and still in one spot all day long. People believe that this Pokemon does so out of fear of the terrible things it has foreseen in the future.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. oh gosh.
1: Yeah, so when you first see Zatu, you're like, oh, cool. This looks like maybe some kind of indigenous people's um representation of like a spirit animal or something like that. Yeah. Um it's a psychic type, which is cool. Super cool. Um but yeah it's like a bird. It's a bird like what are those called? Uh totem. Yes. It looks like a bird on a totem pole. Yes. Um so yeah it doesn't seem that bad. It's a standard looking bird and the ability to see into the future is probably very helpful in general. Um But the more you think about it, the worse it gets because Zatu represents an inevitability. The world won't possibly end one day. According to Zatu, it will certainly end or at least something cataclysmic will happen. It's just a matter of time. This is telling us the future is not a place for hope change or transformation it's paralyzingly horrific place with no hope of redemption the future and world at least according to Frisatu, is one filled with misery and despair so just go out and have a fun adventure and catch a bunch of new friends
0: good job 11 year old
1: again yes let's remind ourselves Mm -hmm. that these games feature you playing as a 10 or 11 year old child Mm -hmm. And these games are geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be a kids' game.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I just imagine meeting a Pokemon who is so terrified of the future that they see that they stand still all day.
1: I don't know if they would necessarily be able to to like understand mm-hmm. how deep this thing goes and how horrible this is. Mm-hmm. But it's not great. It's not great. It's not to introduce to to children. M- Our kids will be playing Pokemon very young. And they're going to be okay with it. Will they? Yeah. Mm. Or else I'm going to give them something to cry about. Because I'll be cutting onions in the kitchen. Hmm. Have fun with that, boys and girls. So, in conclusion, for number eight (laughs) out of ten, Zatu is very sad and scary. And I kind of feel bad for it. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can't talk. It can't tell you. It can't tell anyone its problems and what it sees.
0: It just has to stand there, knowing.
1: This entire species of Pokemon stands there, knowing. And they all know, but they can't tell anybody.
0: But they know. Oh, that's so sad.
1: Yeah. Wow. Number nine. Quote, the soul of a woman lost on a snowy mountain possessed an icicle becoming this Pokemon. The food it relishes most is the souls of men. <laughs> Dude, same! Let's go! Right?
0: What? I want to inhabit an icicle and crave the souls of men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have found my calling in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this Pokemon's name is Frostlass.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So... Um... Frostlass, being a vengeful man-eater, is definitely the stuff of nightmares mm-hmm. for men. Mm-hmm. Um, the origins of Frostlass are really pretty awful. Uh, Frostlass aren't just the souls of dead women. They're the souls of dead women who died in the slow, painful death of freezing and or starving. Uh, Frostlass are born in pain, and then they spend the rest of their life trying to cause that same misery. Uh, The fact that it seems to specifically target men does seem a little bit unfair, but granted, I have not tried turning into an icicle monster and seeing how reasonable I feel about revenge.
0: That is very beautiful and poetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Still kind of intense.
0: A uh, little bit.
1: Potentially unwarranted. There's not enough context to this story.
0: No, I need more. Yeah. I need to talk to a lass and just see w- see what's going on, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, this kind of throws into question, like, the whole idea of Pokemon evolution.
0: Yes, because if you start off as a, what's that little?
1: A snow runt.
0: Yeah. If you start off as a snow runt, how are you, are you a dead woman too? I don't. Well, what
1: about Glalie then? Well,
0: exactly. I don't. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Be consistent.
1: But this is a ghost Pokemon, so it it would make sense that, again, this is just a person who becomes a Pokemon. This is, like, a very common through theme at this point. I
0: don't like that. Yeah. I don't. It's It's just like, well, I guess, but see, reincarnation into animals is, like, a big thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many movies had been made about that?
1: Yeah. Saw 1. Saw 2. Sorry. Saw three, saw four, saw five, saw six. How many saws? Are saw there? seven. Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. I mean. Great. There's so many. Yes, this is saw three D.
0: So number ten then? Huh. Uh
1: huh. Um. Number ten. Great. Did you look at the picture already? No, I've not. Okay, don't. right oh, this Pokemon has the habit of hugging its companions. Many trainers have left this world after their spines were squashed by its hug. <laughs> what? Look at the picture.
0: Is it that pink bear?
1: Look at the picture.
0: Yes!
1: <laughs> Beware. Oh my god. It looks like a lovable doofus. It's literally a teddy bear.
0: Yes.
1: It's a pink teddy bear. Oh, it's so pink and black. It has all the motifs of a theme park mascot. huh. Uh, it's got a wide-eyed expression, oversized lanky limbs. Thankfully, the Pokedex entry acknowledges the universal truth that mascot costumes are terrifying shells <laughs> representing broken dreams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, Beware is essentially Lenny from Of Mice and Men. It's goofy, slightly dumb, and doesn't know its own strength. It doesn't mean to kill, but it just can't help itself. Uh, Spoilers for the uh, 1937 novel, uh, if you haven't already read that in (laughs) school. But there's a reason that Lenny had to be euthanized at the end of of Mice and Men. Because he kills people on accident.
0: He must it up.
1: Uh-huh. Beware wants to be helpful, but its adorable innocence is what makes it an unrepentant killing machine. Its name isn't just a pun. It's a warning.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, can you do me a favor and somehow Photoshop John Malkovich's face onto Beware's and then it will Um, be perfect?
1: We might be able to do that.
0: Yes. I would never guess that that is the description for this cute little baby.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, uh break your spine. Breaking people's spines through hugs, and uh, the trainers leave this world because their spines are broken. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. Well, um,
1: there you go. Okay. That is some more of the creepiest Pokedex entries. Uh-huh. Last time I think I did fifteen. This time I did ten to make it a shorter episode because last one was way too long. No. And people hated it, Just except for one person. Yeah. Thank you, Sam.
0: Thank you, Sam. Always.
1: <laughs> Ridiculous. So, yeah. that that There you go. This is a game for kids. But I have to be honest with you, as a kid playing these games, I don't think I ever read these descriptions. No. Like, they come up. When you catch the Pokemon, but you're just like a a a a a a yes. a and trying to like get through it so you can use your new Pokemon. And you want
0: to give him a, a funny nickname, like yeah. like beef fart, <laughs> just get a
1: <up>. beef fart. <laughs> Is that a good nickname for your Pokemon? Yes. You feel good with that.
0: Is Squaddle that much better?
1: Who has ever named a Pokemon Squattle? You again, <laughs> again, it's you. So you're calling Pokemon beef <laughs> fart. <laughs> as well right
0: <laughs> my username you're not denying this no i'm not my uh... username for logging into assassin's creed is lil muff boy so like <laughs> <laughs> we're not messing around here dude you... this is your fault and your fault only you introduced me to the sin that is video games
1: you are lil muff boy
0: <laughs> yes
1: i thought that was someone else
0: no that's me in uh... the flesh. <laughs> sorry what was the question
1: okay that's <laughs> fine <laughs> all right well, i'm tired that's all i got for you tonight so you can go to bed then
0: okay Justin, that was really nice oh. which one upsets you the most
1: i don't know i mean i'm really upset about houndoom like i wouldn't have expected it to just yeah. like always hurt forever uh-huh. i'm also very upset about komala because that's just really sad
0: it is really sad
1: I think Komala upsets me the most. Yeah. But then Zatu is just like, what things have you seen that I can never know? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mimic you makes me sad because it's just like, imagine being that ugly that someone sees you and dies. Yeah. And all, again, all you want to do is be loved.
1: That's all you think about as a teenager. Yes. Like, you're wondering how many people you've killed because of how ugly you were. That I was can't, me. I can't day. even imagine. Yeah,
0: Justin, what are you talking about? You were cute in high school.
1: That's what I thought every day of my life. Uh huh, uh-huh. for sure.
0: Uh huh. What? Well, thanks. What's your recommendation?
1: Recommendation station. Great. I don't know what's yours
0: we keep
1: saying we're gonna write it down we never will okay
0: i actually have one fam i can't remember if i talked about this last time Hmm. everybody hi it's me Hmm. hannah Mm -hmm. um justin showed me schitt's creek and i know that i'm so late to this bandwagon but everyone Mm -hmm. everyone i love schitt's creek
1: it is very funny
0: give me give me some schitt's creek i in the last three presentations that I've got, I know I'm talking about this a lot. I'm sorry, but I have talked about Schitt's Creek because there's a quote in the show where mm-hmm. David, who identifies as pansexual, says, "Spoiler, I'm sorry." Come he on. he does in real life too, Dan. I, he's openly pan. Spoiler. Oh my god. Anyway, he says Fuck. when he describes his sexuality, he talks about wine, and he says, "I like the wine and not the label," and I love that. I love it. What's yours?
1: I don't have one anymore Okay, well, you spoiled the show for me. It's no spoilers. It is to me. Unbelievable. Okay, so my recommendation, I feel like I might have recommended this previously, uh, is the podcast Scared to Death by Dan Cummins and Lizzie Cummins. Um, it's really good. And they just put out like, I don't know, their 52nd episode recently. And uh, in honor of celebration of that, they put out a book of all the listener stories that have been submitted since their beginning of their show for the first year. And I got it and it is so cool. Um, It's just such a cool podcast. It's very spooky, very creepy. But if you're into that, it's a good lesson, and the book is so interesting.
0: Yeah. Justin reads um like two or three stories every night before bed. It's quite nice. Yeah. They have really good chemistry too.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, they are married, so I hope so. Well, yeah. we don't have good chemistry, but you no, know. you don't
0: need it in a marriage. It's fine. Correct. But they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's good.
1: All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for being spooky. Stay safe.
1: Uh, What?
0: Go Pack Go. Bye.
1: No, we can't say that. People don't know what that means in Australia.
0: There's Packer fans everywhere.
1: Down under. We have. Bye. (laughs) Bye.